Welcome, welcome back to Sarah Big Business. And I am so glad to share with you an archived episode, which I'm so, so proud of. Almost one year after publishing, uh, this is really the most popular episode on the podcast. People were triggered loved it, had to get used to the idea and also actually send it to many people. And that's also one of the reasons why it's so popular. I I re-listened to the episode uh, actually a few days ago and I'm still behind everything I said in here. Actually, in in fact, now that I've you know, been coaching so many people with this method. I have also seen so much more proof it really works in the long term, um, not just in my business. So enjoy listening to this one and do not forget to forward this to your friends. This is Big Business with Sarah, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to continue building their business and understand you should never stop learning. Do you recognize this? Your life flies by, you're always out of money. It feels like your life is being lived by others. You're always starting over, or at least have the feeling that you're always starting over. You have no control in your situation because of others, and you're not enjoying each and every day, and you're almost burned out. If there is something here that you recognize... I know I I did actually for the past two years, then you might want to listen to this episode. And I've worked on this because I didn't want this anymore. And I'm sharing my steps with you today. And I'm a bit nervous because there's also a lot of personal stuff that I'm sharing with you. And I'm going to talk about something that is called radical responsibility. You can read a lot about this and I just want to share with you my personal journey and how I think this can help you too in this sweet and short episode. So I want to do a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. I'm not talking about systematic disadvantages like racism, the law on abortion, female rights, LGBTQI rights, human rights, any rights that are being tainted with or or worked on that is not in the right direction, I think we should never forget the importance of activism, helping the collective. And uh, I think that's a great reactionary statement. But what I want to say with this episode is that people tend to, to be very reactive in their lives. And that's what I'm going to talk about. So I think, you know, being an activist, I want to emphasize is not, I mean, you you're hardly being an activist when you're sharing memes on Twitter. Uh, That's not what I mean by that, but actually being an organizer, like, for example, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez from the Democratic Party um, in the US, who is currently in parliament. Or, for instance, I just watched the Kardashians and I saw Kim Kardashian really call all different kinds of of people, famous people, to help someone get out of death row. That, to me is true activism. And believe me, I know because I've been in politics and I've seen many, many people and I've also had uh, Twitter trolls on my account and it's horrible and please don't do that. But I am going to talk today about that there's much more in your hands in your life than you think. So my mother, when I was growing up, she said something that I've always remembered. And she said to me, you're born alone and you'll die alone. <laughs> 
And, um, you know, this is, I, I love my mother very much, but I really understand why she's saying that. As if you have listened to my introduction episode, you might know this, but you don't have to. I, I'm going to explain it very for you very quickly. My parents split up when I was a baby and I'm an only child. And so very quickly in, in my life, I was brought up with by my mother. And for her, you know, she lost her husband, uh, whom she loved very much, by the way. But, you know, she he couldn't take care of us anymore. And so she was all of a sudden she had to do everything by herself, pay all the bills by herself. She wanted to stay in the house that that I lived in or you know, that she um, created me. <laughs> to say this in a lovely way but she wanted to have a lovely house for us and she had to work more because she needed more money obviously and also yes she has to, had to um, bring me up so learning that you know I think that has really formed me and shamed me seeing that my mother had to do it all alone and for instance one of the one of the things that I did as a reaction to that that I'm doing in my adult life is, for instance, that I bought a house with my husband, but I bought a house quite quickly when I was quite young. And also, uh, for instance, I've yes, I always really wanted to work and make my own money. And I really thought that was very thrilling. So I, even though I was being brought up quite individualistic, I was taking on a victim role quite often. So, for instance, I was not very good at learning at school. <laughs> you might have heard this in the introduction episode as well. So I was already thinking when I was 12, you know, when I, when the levels are kind of decided in, in the Netherlands, uh, I would never have a good prospect for a good job. So I was already kind of feeling like, yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm the victim here and um, I can do anything about that. Actually, right now I have a business that I love and every day I love doing doing everything in my business. So, I mean, everything went all, you know, went well, but that's what I thought. So another thought I had was my parents aren't were no business owners and I don't know how to do it. So I can do that. Or I am from a broken family. How can I ever get married or how can I ever have um, a great marriage? Fun fact, I'm recording this on June 30th and tomorrow uh, we are married for six years, my husband and I. So yay, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> so I figured out having that victim role is not the way. So what happened to me when I discovered radical responsibility when I think it was about two years ago, but I've, I'm practicing it now for one and a half years very actively, is that in a discussion, when people are in their own personal situation blaming social media, blaming capitalism, blaming neoliberalism, or blaming the system for their problem, <laughs> I am tending to check out very quickly. Because if you don't want anything to change, if you get a kick out of blaming others and want to leave your life into the hands of others, then I strongly suggest you just stop listening right now. <laughs> but if you do want to feel more free and happier and proud of yourself and your surroundings and feeling gratitude and abundance, then please do continue listening. So I want to share with you my process and steps into that radical responsibility. And there's so much more to share, but I mean, 
I want these episodes to be short, so I might do a part two at some point or I don't know yet. But this is really, I think this is the basic principle. And why am I sharing this, by the way? Because, you know, it has helped me so much. It has really changed my life. And I was really dreading making this episode. I think I've never, ever prepared as well for an episode as today. So I hope you're feeling that. And if you want more of this, please do let me know on Instagram, in the DM. You can just reach me. And uh, because I am willing to, to really step it up always. So... You know, if I get a little nudge from you, that really helps me. So what has been my process and steps? So one of the first things that I noticed in this path is um, the circle of influence and the circle of concern. Um, And this is a a method by Stephen Covey. It's in one of his books called Seven Happy Habits of Highly Effective People. I'm referring to this book quite often because it really has helped me. And... The circle of influence is a smaller circle. So that's all the things that you influence in your life. And the circle of concern is a larger um, circle around that, actually. And they, those are things you can't really control, but what what is really occupying your minds. And in politics, I was far more into my circle of concern. Yes, I had some influence, but my influence was never big enough to actually change the problems that I was facing each and every day. And it was taking so much of my energy. And I thought, you know what, I really want to have an influence. So I'm going to invest more time and money in my business so I can help women reach their business goals. Uh, But really finding, you know, putting together funding, for instance, for women to do this, that was something that is not my role. That is not where my talent is currently. Maybe I would like to do it in 20, 30 years times. I would love to do that, by the way. But now I really want to help women correct uh, directly. Sorry. And correctly. So knowing that you have an influence on a certain aspect of life will give you a very powerful feeling. And for instance, in my big business method, which is my uh, my mother program as a coach, I, I'm talking a lot about making that impact and uh, sharing a lot of exercises with you on how to actually create that impact and also make money. Because I don't believe that you have to do everything as a volunteer to really create an impact. Actually, I have been a volunteer for a very, very many different kinds of organizations and sometimes you know just giving something in return like money will actually make the quality and your output way better i strongly believe that if you disagree also please go into my dms and we will talk about this So the realization that you are in control of most parts of your life is something that has helped me a lot. And if this triggers you, you're probably ready for this too. And imagine, uh, sorry, admitting that you should do the work and changing and stepping out of your comfort zone. I will get back to that uh, uh, immediately, but it can be quite hard. So actually, I, I get it because I was also, I mean, I'm 36. It's just a couple of years that I discovered this. I I didn't want to face it and, and think, you know what, I actually can do something about it. 
So one of the steps that I did, so I talked about the circle of influence, circle of concern. So what I was thinking about was that I wanted to be more in my circle of influence. That's what I wanted. So that's why I decided to quit politics and go full on in my business and really focus on what I find very, very important. The second step was, was that I looked at my surroundings. So what went well, what, what didn't, what went well in my life, what didn't. So for the, this, I used something which is called the wheel of life. And you could see the wheel of life of a circle and like, kind of like a pizza. And there is eight different slices on that pizza. And each slice has a different meaning. So there is uh, family, career, fun, business, finance, all these different kind of categor um, categories. Sorry. <laughs> and there was one, I, there's one example that I want to share with you. And why that wheel of lies, life has really lies <laughs> has really changed my life. So, for instance, I wrote down at the little pizza slice health. I wrote down no more pain, and it was so funny because I didn't realize until I wrote it down. So, if you are listening to this and you know write it down in your agenda to make this wheel of life wheel of life for a second, you can find it online everywhere. It's very easy to find, and you can make little uh, different departments. You can make them up yourself, but. I wrote down no more pain because I was having a lot of pain in my leg for two years. Incidentally, coincidentally, it was right from the start of COVID. So it was very difficult for me to find a physical. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, I could find a physical therapist, but it couldn't work because of COVID. And so I was having this pain and I was kind of accepting that. And then I, um, I went to a physical therapist. It was before the Wheel of Life. And then it's still th this pain was still there. And then one year later, this was April last year, I wrote this this Wheel of Life and I, I drew drew in it and I was you know, writing it down. And actually, I don't want any more pain. And then that's where I decided I don't want this anymore. I'm just going to search for a physical therapist, you know, for as long as I can, just so I don't have any more pain. And I was actually so shocked to realize that I... I kind of accepted my life as it was, but I was also complaining because I couldn't wear heels anymore. I was saying, no, because of my leg, you know, and I was just kind of complaining to, well, not everyone, just my husband, <laughs> but complaining and, you know, just having that pain all the time. And I, I was, you know, I'm not saying that you can, you can fix everything and I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, terrible diseases or things, but most of the time there is still a lot that you can do. And that's what I want to say with this with this example. Another example is that in my business, I really decided that I wanted to get support. So I don't want to figure everything out myself. No, I want other people to help me as well. So you know that I'm a business coach, but I also enjoy being coached by people, by people who already went through the steps that I took, I'm going to take, and, um, and that they're going to help me, you know, find the right path. I mean... Really, a kind of it's also a way of loving yourself and accepting, you know, what I, I should actually do that. I really want to make this work and or maybe quit something like I did with politics. So I hosted a workshop series in May. It's called a very lovely pro program. It's called Big Business, Big Life. It was a three day workshop and I also helped my clients 
in this and there was one example of a woman who wanted who wrote down in this wheel of life she wrote down that she wanted to do more walks in the woods and now actually she's she's forcing herself because i'm telling them i told them to make that wheel of life and create a plan on how to make make that work and now she's planning to do those walks in the woods another person has found a new job because she had a plan she knew she set her mind to it and she went on and do it so you can do this too. You are going to be very tired of the discussion that people can't do something because of this of this, because you will notice life is not about blaming others and that wheel of life will really help you. And this, this is exactly what stepping out of your comfort zone means. You can do everything on your own with that wheel of life. You can, you can work on this. And this has been one of the most liberating thoughts I've had. Um, and it has truly made me in very much closer proximity to happy, happiness and also for the people around me, actually. So it's, it has really changed my life. So, yeah, I want to end this episode with a quote. And this time it's from a man and I never share men quotes. Deepak Chopra, and he's saying, every time you're tempted to react in the same old way, ask if you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future. I thought it was such a fitting, fitting quote for, for today's episode. And uh, I would highly recommend to listen to the 21 Days podcast series of uh, Deepak Chopra. It's really lovely. Uh, and it's about abundance. And talk about happiness. Do you know that feeling when you're on a holiday and you're truly relaxed and you're expired and know exactly what to do <laughs> in your business? Then I have something for you. This summer, my private podcast series, Your Summer Reset, launches for you to take that summery glow into your business. The private episodes are all about self-love in your business, implementing healthy habits for your body and your mind, and becoming a client magnet because of your raised level of attraction. The waitlist is open now and you can enjoy a pre-order discount if you are on the waitlist. And I would love to see you and join me there. And it's going to be very gently priced and yeah, I'm very much looking forward to creating that. Thank you so much for listening and have a happy day.